Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're going to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. She was hired to fix DC's 911 problems. It was the worst I'd ever seen. But instead says she was fired for exposing the failures. The blame belongs in leadership. Now the I-team digs into what fueled the mayor's decision. Tonight on 7 News at 5. LPN Deep Dives presents A Court of Thorns and Roses. With Natalie Jean and Jackie Zabrowski. I wasn't planning on showing this much, but um, it's too hot. It's just you who are just too hot. Helion wouldn't wear leggings. No, he wouldn't. He'd show it all. He's, well, he's got it. He's got it to show. The big, thick. Helion's hot. Yeah. I feel like we're really sleeping on how hot Helion is. It's because he keeps leaving the story. Yeah. We and forget, then like, so many other hots are around. There's just so many hots, and he's just, he's a god. Like, he looks like a god. I mean, they all do. Oh my god, it was so funny. I was ta- I was telling Jeff about my costume for our next episode and he was like, "Wait a second, cuz he's only read the first book." Yeah. And he's like, "Wait a second. Feyre's with Reese? Like Reese on? What the hell happened?" And then I and then explained while we were we were at a car dealership purchasing a car waiting for the paperwork mm-hmm. and in the time waiting for the paperwork, I explained <laughs> All five of the books. How has he not figured this out through context clues at this point? What I've come to realize is I think he doesn't listen he's to me when I'm talking about He's not about you telling stories. I think he's listening to me. Well, he's like, well, you bring up Cassian a lot because I always like call him Cassian. Like he's my Cassian. So he's like, well, I knew that like that was a guy in the story. But then like I had explained to him what Illyrians were. I was like, you didn't even know what an Illyrian was. Why didn't you ever ask? He's like... I don't know why I didn't ask. <laughs> so weird. I don't. I don't know why I wouldn't have asked that. I don't know why you didn't ask. So um, I then went because he was trapped next to me. He now knows a lot more of the story, and I think he was listening this time because I was asking questions to make sure he was listening. Good. Make sure that he is graded. And then he did. So he's like, "So I'm an Illyrian." I was like, "Yeah, you are." Yeah. He's like, okay, yeah, 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 I'm not yeah. a piece of meat, yeah, wife. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Well, you're, you're, I didn't get to healing on today. That's okay. Because but you're making a great vibe I'm making of a, Helion. I'm making a pre-week entrance of Helion. Foreshadowing. Yes, if you will. Just say, but also, do yourself a flavor this week and look up Helion and just stare at pictures of him. 
Oh, that's a nice self self care right moment. And just thirst by yourself. <laughs> I mean, I thirst by myself all the time. I mean, it's the smut. It's definitely because I read smut by myself a lot. Yeah, um, I you know I follow so many of the Patreon art people. Oh yeah, and the comment sections are the funniest thing. Oh it is God, just why? Women what do they say? Just like, thirsting. Oh, like every uh, I shot her oh my it. God. <laughs> Check out the it's like it's like old school. It's like fifties men. Check out the the balls on that one over there. Whoa, whoa. It's just like just ravenous. I think it's why I'm not a part of any of the patrons, because like once I'm around it, then I'm just gonna like jump into the foray. You know, because I do Jackie's book club over on the Patreon and like we have our own like smut talk. Like I've got I've got my community over on the Patreon of, of people that we talk smut. For and I love seven. it. Yeah, for page seven. And it's it's we have so much fun with it. But then like if I think it was like in my head, these aren't strangers. They're part of Jackie's book club. So like talking about smut is fine. But then once it branches into you know, stranger territory. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be talking about balls with this 60-year-old woman. But also, why the hell not? I think they are also strangers, technically. Oh, my God. <laughs> they're all strangers. Yep. But I just love smut, and I love to share my love of smut. I get it. I, I, pre- I approve. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, how are you feeling about this Vasa? I like it. Cosplay. Do you have shoulder pads? Oh, I no, you, it it's just, just comes it's out. A, it's like a kind of a guy's jacket, so it's very, I'm very 80s right now. Yeah, I really like it, Business though. lady. Yeah. But I kind of feel like that's how she would dress. Business queen bitch. Yeah. Honestly, you remind me of, oh my God, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. You remind me of Christine Applegate. Oh, a Christine Applegate or the or the woman. I love that, but I think her this hair is closer to, to uh, Rose. The, Rose, the boss. Yeah. Yes, I think that I'm getting a very like that feel from do, you do, right do. now. I'm a business lady you are a and business I take lady care of business from 1987. Watch out for the shoulder pads. Oh, just imagine you hitting oh hitting into me every time you move because your shoulder pads are so big. T- smoking cigs in the office, talking no. about the orgasms that the guy is definitely days. not giving her. Do you the remember good. that guy that she was so into? He Ugh. was totally not making her orgasm. Man, we all know this. Women, professional women back then had to deal with scraps and crumbs because men were intimidated. Yep. She was fucking awesome. She should yeah. have had a much hotter man. Yeah, and he was a worm. He was a worm. All right. Well, watch Don't Tell Mom Ugh, the Babysitter's Dead again. Oh, man, I haven't watched it in forever, and I love that movie so much. I love that much. movie. So yeah. much. If you've never watched that movie, it is one of the finest of the early 90s. Like, yes. holy shit. Yes. What a good movie. And fas- the fashion's kind of like it would fit in now. Oh, well, it's all come back around. Yep. Oh, God, it's all come back around. I was looking at tiny backpacks. I think that I might not. I have, you don't have any? I don't have any tiny backpacks. Wow, that's good to know. But I think that, like, it's like, do I want to get into the world of tiny backpacks? I kind of love it. Yeah, I think so, too, because it's like I'm used to fanny packs, so I don't need to bring a lot with me everywhere. So I could use a little one. I may have been looking at little backpacks. I'm not going to bring up the Secret Santa, but for whoever I got in Secret Santa. Uh-oh. Well, now I can use context clues for that. No, you can't. You're going to be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to get somebody who wouldn't want a tiny backpack, a, a tiny, tiny backpack? backpack? Yeah, you'd be like, man, you know what? <laughs> Marcus, I think you'd look great with a tiny backpack. <laughs> he would, though. Oh, my God. That would be adorable. 
<laughs> just tall, wiry frame, just little tiny, tiny backpack. backpack. <laughs> I think I think he would look great. So <sighs> don't tell Marcus I got him in Secret Santa and I got I'm getting him a tiny backpack. No, none of the people listening, none of them will ever Don't tell him. Tell him, please. Uh, <laughs> I mean, please. I hear, ta- uh, hear Taylor's going to be getting a makeover soon. So, oh yes, I heard as well. Yeah, so News tiny, maybe it's tiny backpacks. Yes, yeah, right. Part of the makeover. Yeah. Um. All right, we're getting started, but I had to oh, yeah, point out that I realized last episode we brought up bindings and the craft. On other episodes before the last episode, Us so we have bringing <laughs> up the craft and binding. We have casually been like, remember the craft and bindings? Like several different episodes. Yeah, we well, we love the craft. We do, and I forget <laughs> every time we talk about it because I want to talk about it again. There's no way I haven't repeated myself. I you think you know? I've been talking unto a microphone for 14 years. Oh yeah. There's many stories I tell again and again, but you know, isn't that my charm? Maybe, I mean, I think you do a good job of not over-repeating too much. Thank you. But maybe you should get into more hijinks so that you can talk about it. Sure, yeah. I'll become a rapscallion. Yeah. Maybe start, like, snapping at people on the streets. Yeah. In this outfit. Yeah, in this outfit. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so see-through. Ooh, I didn't realize how see-through this outfit is. Uh Uh-oh. So it's going to be interesting when we take the picture. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, Helion would approve. Uh, Honestly, look up the pictures of Helion. (laughs) Oh, thirst. Thirst with me. But we kind of have similar hair. Oh, you and Helion? Yeah, nothing else similar, but this hair is kind of similar. I mean, I love your take on it. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Well, immediately at the start of Chapter 38, Emery's on to Nesta. And demand some gossip, girlfriend gossip, because if you'll recall the last scene, some shit happened for seven pages. Seven pages. Mm. So she wouldn't be able to walk for a week. Seven pages. I mean, I feel like that's what she wanted, though. Yeah. 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 Um. And so, so she's like, "Give me the yeah, key." The next bitch. morning, they're back at the training ring, and, and Emery's like, um, "Y'all fucked, right?" <laughs> Isn't it so weird how you can usually tell if two people who aren't in a relationship just had sex with each other? Like, not like right after, but the days following. They, there's just something about the way that they're they look at each other, even if they're trying to act like it didn't happen. Oh, people always know. It's so. It must be like pheromones or whatever yeah. you give off. I, as you were saying that, I immediately just had like flashes in my brain, especially when you work in a community like the comedy community in New York was when we were all in our 20s. Like you're all banging each other and it was always so obvious. And you're just like, nah, I didn't. Are you talking? No, I didn't do that. No. Who? What? Is it, j- what j- what's their Jim? name? Jim? John? <laughs> oh, I don't know. No, not me. Mm. But I'm just such a bad liar <laughs> that it was just so obvious. And especially like, but that was mostly because oftentimes it was like out of shame. This is more just like, I mean, he's my teacher. We shouldn't be talking about this. Yeah, she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. No. Like, she's definitely not, 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 not saying not, that not, they didn't. Not, not. Oh, especially because they can smell the horny on them. Oh, my God, I'm reading A Soul to Keep right now, and you can also smell the horny. And he's like, I smell your arousal. I don't know what and that I'm is. Just, a Soul to Keep is like... It's the Duskwalker Bride series. Mm. It's like he's a Duskwalker. He's seven feet tall. He's got like a wolf bone, like a skull for a face. He's got uh. these mood orbs for eyes that change colors with um, 
with how he feels. And uh, it's, it's terrifying. It's you think it's terrifying. <laughs> um, but he can smell her arousal. And it, it just I I. I'm not ashamed of the smell of arousal, but I just would be so upset if you're having a conversation with someone and someone can just say, I can smell your arousal. Yeah, that's very personal. <laughs> like, get your nose out of there. Keep your nose away from Is me. Is there no way you can block it off somehow? I don't know. I can, Technically, it's his snout, so I think that maybe that's different. Ugh. All right, monster you, fucker. You, you don't understand us, Natalie. And, uh... And, and in fact, in this moment, Cassian keeps looking Nesta's way while he's supposed to be training traumatized priestesses, Cassian. Stop looking over here, dude. When Nesta won't immediately spill the goss, Emery and Gwen ask her, okay, well, if you're not going to tell us, then why were you, why was there no lesson yesterday afternoon or yesterday morning? Why, why didn't that happen? And... The three of them are, by the way, doing crunches together in the little corner. They're like in a little gossip corner doing their crunches like it's gym class. Oh, love it. Again, Nesta's keeping it close to the cuff. Even though she does see them as friends now, it's pretty clear. But she says she can't talk about it. It's a secret mission. But then she sort of sort of does let them in that she may have slightly sort of had Cassian inside of her. I mean, she can't talk about, sure. Oh, I am death. Oh, I put a mask on and I can control the dead, but I fucked that guy. Like, that's what they're really coming there for. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But she did it the way, you know, where she's just like, shrug, didn't say I didn't. <laughs> oh, my God. And then they're all smelling each other's horn. Ugh. Gwen and Emery are titillated by this. <laughs> I mean, now they are, by the way, if you recall, both romance readers. And yes. All. So Smut likes smut, mm -hmm. bitches. Shy Gwen is actually the first to ask, was it good? Ha ha ha, look at him. <laughs> Although I feel like maybe that's not always the case because sure. you think that like. Sometimes like, if they're if they're very if they're handsome, hot. very like traditionally attractive, they don't ever have to try they don't anything try. ever. Yeah. So we not talk about this, You know, it's like if you think about like a Kim Kardashian, like does Kim Kardashian have to go down on somebody? Probably not. You I know? mean, some people, some people don't think of it as a chore. I, I get, I mean, I'm not, I understand what you're saying. Uh, and some people don't see it as a job. They see it as a fun. Yep. Not looking at you all to say that. But <laughs> Natalie are, uh, Natalie and I are purposely not looking at each other. Um, <laughs> But no, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Kim Kardashian's great to have sex with. But I've actually never watched the tape because I don't actually no, like any of those. I didn't watch the tape. I don't I, like anything that could be revenge porn. I think it's really fucking No, but weird. the only tape I ever did watch. No, there's two tapes I've watched. Randy Quaid's and I've watched Hulk Hogan's. And both of those um, I shouldn't have watched. And I did anyway. Randy Quaid's dog barking the entire time. They both have. I forgot that they have Reagan masks on. Um, it was something like that. <laughs> I'm not here to judge, you know? Um, I mean, I, I'll judge Randy Quaid. He's been saying pretty bad things yeah, for a while. Yeah, he's, he's bad. But in the it's Hulk Hogan one, I felt bad because the woman didn't know, and it was like a revenge, and that was a revenge uh, thing. Oh, yeah. And I found out about it after I watched it. Oh, yeah. So then I kind of got, then I was young. That's why now, like, like understandable, but that's why I never even want to see those tapes because— you're yeah, right. You don't, you don't know. No, you're right. The, the Hulk Hogan one was the last one that I watched. And he was like, she was like on top and he kept burping and he goes, oh, had barbecue. 
And he kept burping Listen, while she's bouncing on his cock. I don't think I don't condone the taping, but she did consent to having sex with him, and that's on her. The burping part, not the videoing. <laughs> no. The burping. No. What did you think Hulk Hogan was going to be like having sex with? I guess don't ride it if the dude ate a bunch of ribs. Ugh. <laughs> 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 he's just so. He's like, his body's just so thick, but not like. It's just like it's rotund, but like t- like Tight. hard. It's hard. Yeah, I don't like it. No, I feel like it would be difficult to like in the same way that I feel like if you're like like your bones are hitting each other, you know, like you make clack 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 sounds. It's just mm. so hard. And then just just rub yourself against a wall. I oh, guess. God, I just I don't want to think about his body while we're talking about this. <laughs> I want to think about it. <laughs> His blonde receding hairline sh- just draping down on oh, your face. Oh man, he can't give it up, bro. He can't give it up. I shouldn't talk. I think that if I started going bald, I also wouldn't give it up either. No, I mean I'd I would hold totally. On to it. I would also just like I would decorate. I would make it weird. Like also, I think not? I'd get into wigs, but that's an expensive I would also, game. I mean, for sure. And I, I am. You know, I'm vain in certain ways where I would probably yes. just get all the fucking stuff done. Yeah, anything that you can get done. Yeah. Who was just talking about that? I think it was Joey Fatone was talking about that, where he's like, why do I have to hide it? I got hair plugs. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I get cosmetic surgeries. I've had them done before. He's like, you know, women are able to be more open about it now. Why can't men? I agree. I get all the things done. I can, so I do. I'm like, fuck yeah, Joey Fatone. And this is another thing we've talked about on the show before. No. <laughs> No, did I also bring up the fact that everyone used to call him Joey Fat One? Uh, I don't remember. But, but he I wasn't think... the Fat One. I don't know why we called him Joey Fat One. Just because his last his name. name. His last name is Fat One. I know, but like, it's just, <laughs> but he wasn't, he's never been fat. I think I also already said he was on Pretty Face with Henry once and he was really cool. He was like very chill and made fun of himself on the show and stuff. You love us repeating the stories. Come on. Come on, guys. But um, I didn't talk about Hulk Hogan's sex tape before. No, so maybe didn't. the things you don't know about, you don't want to know about. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't ask us about the deep cuts. <laughs> um, but so but Cassian, as this is all going on with the girls in the corner, Cassian can tell something non-fighting is being discussed betwixt them. And he shouts at them the way a coach does. Not in an actual angry way, but just basically like Hey. Uh, doesn't sound like you're talking about fighting over there. As you're crunch doing the crunches and like trying to have Gus talk while you're crunching. That's- I mean, they're probably stronger than I am and probably wouldn't be huffing and puffing as much as I would if I was doing crunches. No, I bet they are because as Faye, they probably have to do like a thousand crunches. You know? Oh. Nesta looks at him as he barks orders and they lock eyes as Emery and Gwen try to rein in their giggles. It's all very cute and normal, I would say. Like yeah. after so much sadness and suffering on Nesta's part, which some of it is self-induced, it's refreshing to see her have some just basic silly Interactions. Yeah. Well, because like you think about that, we got so much of that from all the other characters in the fourth book, but we didn't really get it from Nessa because she was be- she was bitching off someplace. She was being a butt. She was being a butt somewhere else. So like it's nice to see her also be like, no, she's starting to defrost. And yeah. isn't that beautiful? She has friends who are like giggling with her. Aww. Because like if you're banging somebody and you're excited about it and you have nobody to talk to, it's like, have we banged at all? I know, right? Right? I like I got to talk. I mean, you can tell I was always the person the next day being like, "You have got to know what I did last night." I was always that friend. I mean, that's fun. Why not? Got to have that friend. 
Gwen asks if Nesta is having trouble concentrating. And at first, Nesta thinks she's teasing her. But actually, Gwen is explaining about her her discovery of the Valkyrie mind-stealing technique. Gwen's been, yeah, Gwen's been doing extra studying. And also, since she's a research for Meryl, that probably helps because she's studying the Valkyries right now. Right. To gain insight into their... Basically, they explain meditation. She explains it as what we would know as meditation mm-hmm. to the other females, which is something. Maybe we should start calling it our mind stilling practices instead. Which things? Meditation. Oh. Like anytime you meditate, it's like, I've got to go still my mind. I think it's sexy. I think it's cool too. Who are you going to tell that to? I mean, I guess I have to start meditating. I think, <laughs> I think that's the first, first step. That's the first step. And then the second then step is calling it mind stilling. Yeah. The mind. And then you're being cool. Or and sexy. you could just say you're going to still the mind to sound like you are and then just go look at your phone. Yeah, I love looking at my phone. It's kind of like mind stilling, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely <laughs> just like it. <laughs> not um, constantly comparing myself to other people, not constantly like turning to hatred towards myself while I stare at yeah, it. Yeah, all of the information in the world in your hand is definitely not alarming in any way. Definitely calms you down. Yeah, that's Um, why I'm too scared to watch that damn Julia Roberts movie that just came out where all the internet goes away. It's like some crazy, oh, world-ending thing because all the internet goes away. Actually, that sounds super interesting. It's, I, I, I don't. I, it's sadly enough. I think it's not getting very good reviews. But I'm probably. I am still going to watch it because I love a natural, like any kind of disaster. Oh, movie. I love it an apocalypse. Like, movie. Yes, any kind of, you know. But what would we do? I don't know. What would we do? Think about it. Uh, probably sleep for the first time in 15 years. Oh my god. Um, Read yeah. more smut. I got to. I see, but this is why we have to stop buying like the Kindle versions and. Get back into buying the like actual oh, I only, books. I only read on the actual books. I I love that for you. My problem is is that I have to. The only way I will read is if it's on my phone because then if I'm staring at my phone, mm. then I will open up the book. Interesting. I mean, so whatever I gets you more. to read the book. Yeah. I um I I need to be away from tech to read, and I actually just like holding the. The book, the itself. book itself, yeah. yeah. And then I also like to write my own little notes in it too. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. We like to read. Um, okay, so good. Uh, I so the mind stealing thing. I think okay, it's yes. something I believe that SJM was pulling from her own life because I know in interviews that she s- said she was going through a lot of mental health trials at the time she was writing this book, and. She got better through certain practices like exercise, and I believe meditation is one of the other things she mentioned. Um, so a lot of the stuff that Nesta is going through and experiencing was stuff that SJM was also dealing with as like going through a process of trying to feel better. Hell yeah. Um, so, you know, that's cool. You know, so for the Valkyries, it helped them in battle. But, you know, isn't every day a battle out there, folks? Oh, my God. Everything. Every day. Love is a battlefield. Mm-hmm. You know, driving is a battlefield. Where's that song? Driving's a battlefield. Can't trust who's on the road. <laughs> you can't. Be, no, please. You really it's, can't. It's quite dangerous out there. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm I personally, I'm not super into mindfulness meditation. But I really love transcendental meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, I recommend doing it if anybody's struggling. Is there a too long didn't read difference between transcendental and and mind stilling? So, mind uh, mindfulness is whenever you like you know all those apps that everybody was doing yes. for a minute. Basically, it's trying to help you go into like a quiet place and then try to find 
no thoughts. Yes. Which is something I could never really do very no, well. No, that's why I always stop meditating and I'll like hit minute five. I'm like, I don't know. I, I got the other things to do. T- TM is more about learning a specific mantra and almost like going into a chant, like a trance state. And Whoa. it's And it's like. Is it like hi- affirmations? Mm-mm. Okay. It's like you hypnotize yourself and you basically are given a specific phrase that you're never supposed to say to anybody out loud and then you kind of use it for meditation purposes is it and it's meatloaf is good no well, it's that just would sounds. be for you that would be for me because you don't sound oh it just sounds yeah and then that, everyone would know my sound if that was your, your if that's what got you into a trance i mean i guess go for it it could man it could <laughs> But no, you're giving it actually when you do TM. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So do, what do they, they, I'm sorry, I'm asking too many questions. No, now I'm just genuinely interested. Yeah. You go in, you basically, you do have to end up going, you pay 200 bucks, like that's it forever. Because you go into these classes for about, I forget a month or something. I forget how many there are, but you go in in your small groups and you meet with a, a practitioner who like walks you through the whole process and then you Talk with them about yourself. You put all this stuff about what your goals are. And then after an amount of time, you go in and have this special like one-on-one session with them for like, you know, 30 minutes. And that's when you get your own specific mantra. And then. Whoa, that would be a really good gift to give to somebody like the act, like the, the classes, like yeah, give them totally. a gift certificate for the classes. If you know someone that like would be into something like that. Totally. It's, that's cool. It's real. And I really, really enjoy it. Um, so if anybody was ever ah, interested ah, about ah, it, ah, that would be mine. It's super ah, trippy. Ah, 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 ah. No, they you can't. You can't. They have to give you it and then you Damn. do that one. That's um, why I can't make my joke sounds. Spend all this money just to make jokes. See that but that's why I like the TM way more than mindfulness is because it gets kind of psychedelic and it's really fun in that Ooh, way. Ooh, now you're speaking my language. Um, but anyway. Sorry, yes, or back to the story. So both Emery and Nesta seem intrigued by this thing that Gwen's found in Gwen actually surprises them with the uh, fact that she made copies for them so they could all practice together. Cute. Where, how do they make copies in this world? I think they just write it down. Oh, my God. Her poor hand. I think probably magic could do it. I, I guess. guess. I was thinking about that the other day. I was writing out uh, holiday cards. Man, I don't write anything anymore. And then you realize how much your hand cramps up. When you write a bunch. That's very sweet that you were writing holiday cards. Thank you. You might be getting one. If I wasn't, I'd be fucking furious. 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 Where is my card? Where's my heartfelt card? You're getting one. Yay. It's already in the mail. Um, oh, I'm getting in the mail? Yeah. Wow, very, very professional and fancy. I even got holiday stamps. <laughs> what? Holiday stamps? That's crazy, bitch! Oh, wow. We're on one today, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's because I had coffee before this coffee. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. like, bing, 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 bing. Oh, before this? Oh, it looks yeah. good. Double coffee. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So Nesta is thrilled at this idea of being able to impress Cassian by going into these mind-stilling practices to be better at fighting, but, like, wants it to be their little secret because she wants to surprise him and also kind of have something over him a little bit. Yeah, but it's also, like, kind of cute. It's really nice to have a little secrets with your friends. It's, like, not necessarily hateful things, but, like, little things like this is, like, a little bestie, you know, private inside jokes and stuff like that. We should have more secrets, Natalie. We talk too much. <laughs> I have no secrets. I have no secrets. No, we're just always talking. Yeah, but like, what if we did sister secrets? All right, we'll have to. Try, we'll have to like, I don't know, commit a crime. Well, wait until I become a rap scallion, and then like, I'll let you in on whatever oh, thank rap you. scallion yes, I'm, I'm about singing. I'll we tell go. you about it. Um, but okay. you can never tell Henry. I mean, that's fine. It's difficult. It is interesting, though, like how that grows, like as you get older of like, OK, well, if you tell one person in the in a couple one thing, like, you know, they're both going to know about it. Yeah. Unless if it was something that very you specifically ask not to say. Yeah, to and them. if it was yes. very private, I wouldn't tell. No. But not normally because you have to work things out with your partner. That's the whole point of a partnership. Yeah. Usually like, what do I do with this? Yeah. Or like <laughs> or if someone's like having like a weird time in like a dating scenario and you have to like unload on your partner to be like, I gave them this advice. But like, what the fuck is wrong with them? You know, but you don't want to say that to your friend. Right. Got to get it out. Yeah, somehow. Sometimes you got to get it out. After they're going through all this little whisper, whisper stuff, Cassian saunters over to them and Nesta's blood heats. It's clear he knows they're whispering about him and he asks if they have something important to talk about over here. And they do the, no. (laughs) The other two are trying not to giggle and begin crunches in earnest to be like, no, 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 sir. We're (laughs) not talking about anything. And then he walks to Nesta and they begin their little dance of pretending like nothing happened. Interesting. Nesta's heart races as he nears, thinking of everything they did the night before. Yeah. He's also not helping as he's clearly speaking to her in a different tone than he was days before. I'm also glad he doesn't do like the ultra machismo of like trying to like 
be like almost negging her because Ugh. he doesn't want anyone to think. Like, have you seen? That. Have you had that happen to you before? When you're like, oh, okay, yeah. don't be a fuck now, just just because we had sex. Oh yeah, that's such a juvenile thing to do. So annoying. So, yeah, gross. Um, no, he's 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 talking to her differently in that his tone is sort of dropped. Oh, Emery and Gwen cartoonishly watch as the two make vague sexual innuendos <laughs> at one another. She asks about. When they get to start on something useful like swords. Penis metaphor. Yeah, you have the sword in your pants, Cassian. We cut. You don't want her, you know, but it's like, I get why you're calling it a sword, but that's pointy. You don't want that. Yeah, but it is fun to be like, unsheathe your sword. And I like the, I like the gross term. He went in all the way to the hilt. To the hilt. I, lo- I mean, you know, it's definitely, <laughs> uh, it gives you a um, visual. A visual. Yeah. Sure does. Yeah. Uh, I got the visual. We cut to Cassian at the same moment, and he's, of course, trying not to think about the sex they had, but for some reason, he can't seem to stop. Something to do with her only wanting sex. Something to do with the sex being the best damn sex he's ever had, and how it had left him in veritable pieces. Woohoo! Okay. Okay. And, and how old is he, and this is the best sex he's ever had? 500. Damn. Damn. So he's yeah, that's what it's like having sex with somebody that used to be a human. Think about it, Cassian. Just look over here. Just <laughs> oh, think you're about just pitching it. it. Um, yeah. So he's flirting with her, but he also challenges the ladies to prove that they're ready to learn how to wield a sword. So they are making sexual jokes, but then he's also like, do you want to actually yeah, learn? Yeah, but also, like, we could do that. He invites them to pick up the wooden practice swords, but warns them if they won't stop making sword jokes, they're going to have to practice for seven years before they move on to the real ones. Cute! As they go to pick up their practice swords, they are surprised to learn that they are very heavy and cumbersome. Yeah. He tells them they are nothing compared to the actual battle swords. Really? Nesta says? Yes. He nodded to her hands. Double-handed grip on the hilt. Don't choke up too close to the shaft. (laughs) Emery began coughing, and Nesta's mouth twitched, but she held it, fought it. Cassian had to tamp down a laugh before he cleared his throat. That's cute. (laughs) But then he settles them, realizing that the other priestesses are watching this pivotal moment. We cut back to Nesta. Nesta met Cassian's stare, and every thought of sex, of how good it had felt, eddied from her head as she lifted the blade before her. It was like a key sliding into a lock at last. It was a wooden sword, and yet it wasn't. It was a part of practice, and yet it wasn't. She found what she was made for. Oh, no. Get out of here. But it's good. She found what she was made for. Yes. It's like you you just didn't want to hear me sing? No, I loved it. You know, I, 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 for some reason, found myself, I fell into, like, a Billie Eilish part of TikTok. And I've seen this one specific TikTok of her talking about singing that song so many times that mm. it annoyed me about the song. Because she was like, I could have said, like, something I was made for. And she's, like, going through all the ways uh. she could have sang it. But then she realized she wanted to sing it almost like she was a broken doll. And, like, that's what she, like, brought cool. into it, which is fun. We're talking about the Barbie song. Um, and I like the song a lot. I'm a, I'm such a Billy Stan. Yes, I love her. Yes, love her. Um, the video she I believe directed also, which is a good hell good yeah, video. go for her. She's pretty cool. Um, 
So it's like she was predestined for this moment, Nesta, that is. Cass begins to take her through a series of slices and blocks. And while she knows she's got a lot of work to do, something feels intrinsically right about it. Her mind goes to the battle with Highburn, the chaos, the helplessness she felt then. Her intrusive thoughts of Tomas and the Kelpie and the Cauldron become a song, one that's tinged with righteous spite and vengeance and determination. Yeah. That's right, folks. Sometimes spite gets you far. Never again. Never again would she be weak. Never again would she be at someone's mercy. Never again would she fail. Never again. Never again. Never again. Sometimes you got to sort it out. Get it? <laughs> Natalie! I would be really bad sorting it out. Have you I'd tried? Like, I think it's just be too heavy. It's fun. I like, mean, uh, uh, I can't. Earthside, there are many, many swords that wouldn't be that heavy. Are you sure you know it's pretty fun? You think so? Yeah. All right. But I don't have to use two hands up to the hilt, Natalie. No, don't flirt with me. <laughs> I I always love the I I do the whenever we hit like if we go to like a carnival or something I will forever do the like I don't know if I can do it by myself Jeff and I do make him put in he's like all right and he does the like and he puts his arms around me and he'll hit it with me and I think I don't know why I think it's because no I know exactly why it's because it's because I used to have crushes on the dudes at the like renaissance fairs and like the medieval festivals that I would go to so in my head that makes him closer to one of those dudes uh the men who handled the axes and whatnot yeah I'm just leer. <laughs> I found this when we were going through my mom's garage over the last year I found this like thirsting I had a whole book of like Creepy, creepy. This is a creepy thing that of like actual literal like wind up pictures that I would take of men at the Renaissance Fair. And then I would put them into a scrapbook and write about like I would give them a name. I would write about how like what like how much I love them. And I found this book and I was like, oh, my God. And but also because it was in the garage meant my mother looked at it and i was like this is so creepy for a 14 year old to be doing you know you got hormones coursing through it you know you didn't go find out where they lived and like stand outside their house no and i never talked to them i just took creepy pictures of them (laughs) (laughs) maybe i shouldn't even admit to this i feel like this is a crime no it's not a crime It would maybe be if you were like 26 when you did it. Yeah, I get. Yeah, no, it would be. It would really creep me out. Like you know, it's like I wasn't like doing anything with the photos. I was literally just putting them in a scrapbook. You were just like fantasizing about boys. Yes, I was such a horny. I was so horny. And it never stopped. Never stopped. (laughs) Uh, As she moves through these positions, she locks eyes with Cassian, and he smiles with joy and awe sees what is coursing through her. She turns and sees the priestesses watching her with determined excitement, as if they're having those same thoughts as her. Never again. Never again. Nesta is filled with a new sense of self at the start of chapter 39. It's as if her purpose in life had been unlocked. After her afternoon library duties, she takes to the stairs, down and down and down. Never again would she freeze when someone tried to take what wasn't offered. Never, ever again. I'm so glad you included this next part because I was going to bring it up. Nesta reached the 6,000th step and began the ascent. I texted you 
recently very funny that I went up the steps at Universal Studios Hollywood, which is and I know the exact steps you're talking about. Oh, yeah. If you've ever been to that park, you would know what I'm talking about. There's it's basically a bi-level park. And so it's like ground level. And then there's the second bottom level where all the studios are, but they have rides down there and stuff now. And so you have to take this huge, long series of escalators. There's four of them. And it takes a while to get to the other side of the park. It really does. And it's you, there's also like stairs right next to where the escalators are. So and you can take the stairs. I remember one time, I think that we were at Halloween Horror Nights when Henry kept forcing us to run up the stairs. And I, I just remember, remember being like, <sighs> like, and I had like, I, well, I'm not made to run up stairs. So they actually numbered the stairs now. And so Whoa. there's 345 stairs if you take them without the escalator. So that's 18 stories of a Woo. building. I did it last time because I was just like, because I was thinking about this being like, how many steps is this? And then how, how hard is it? And I actually thought someone was going to have to retrieve me from the steps. Which is insane because you were in such amazing shape. Like the, the fact Thanks. that like those steps destroyed you. They it didn't was, destroy you, but no, like it was, they, they were, it it was, was rough. It was like afterwards... It was that dry, cold air, too. And you know if you're, like, really exert a bunch of energy, sometimes you can almost, like, taste blood in your throat. Yeah, because it feels like little <laughs> daggers in your throat. Like, like, you've been smoking menthols. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to go get some butterbeer with whiskey in it Yeah, now. dude. Stretch it out. Um, But, yeah, so I think going up 6,000 stairs. 6,000. I think I would just move into the stairwell because yeah. the house brings food out there. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Bring you some water. Give bring me you some a, coffee. I'll do it over the span of a week. Yeah. Um, we cut to Cassie in the next morning, and he's observing the priestesses at the training ring. There are three more here now, uh. and some of the regulars have seemed to be emboldened by Nesta's sword play. Mm. Rosalind's taken her hood down, and now we can see her face for the first time. And Gwen's in fighting leather. Yeah, bitch. Good job, Gwen. Cassian tries not to look lustfully at Nesta, who he avoided last night because he knew this pivotal moment was very important and he couldn't resist pursuing her if he stayed too close. So he slept at the river house. Man, pussy that good. You can't even be around her. Yeah. Awesome. He tells the group that they're going to need another teacher with this added you know, group of priestesses. But they're like, he's happy about it. It's raining and cold the next morning as Azriel stands alongside Cassian. But even in the discomfort of the weather, the females relax pretty quickly around Az since he's so non-confrontational. As scary as he can be in the old torture room, he's sort of serene otherwise. Yeah. Oh, God, I just want to unlock him. <laughs> he's just locked up in a little cage in there. I can't wait for the next I know. Block. I can't wait for it. I wish that we could talk. I can't talk about it. We can't talk about it. No, can't. Now let's talk about it. We're going to need to do a stream where we can discuss openly the plots, I think, or something um, of the of other the other books. And books. The potential crossovers. I don't know. Um, also, did you see about the... Sorry, we're well, not talking about oh, Crescent City. No, we're not. <laughs> oh, I just want How dare you? Um, talking about there might be like an extra chapter in the third book that's supposed to what no have something stop to do it with. all right we can't say anymore can't say anymore we need to, I need to find an outlet we must be able to talk about Crescent City we need, well yeah we'll figure it out we'll we will um so 
They go through their morning exercises without incident with the new teacher. However, as they're getting close to wrapping up, Cassian notices. Gwyn had been distracted today, one eye on the other side of the ring. Cassian could only assume she was watching his brother, who had given Gwyn a small smile of greeting upon arrival. <laughs> this at first glance sounds like interest. Yeah. But Cassian continues in his thoughts, remembering that Gwen was actually rescued by Asriel. So it's like a, it's not horned up. At least potentially not. Who knows? Who knows? But he scolds himself for not remembering this beforehand and speaking with Gwen about it because that might make her feel uncomfortable because he saw her in like the worst moment of her life. Um, very vulnerable. So Cassian's like, damn it. Damn it, Cassian, you're so stupid. Oh, but he's our little blockhead. Yeah, and it's, I mean, just the simple fact that he thought about it and then cares is very, is this smart? It is emotionally intelligent. And it's okay. Like, you're thinking about a lot of things. And also, Nesta's really taking up a lot of your brain space right now. So it's all good, dude. One of the brains. Yeah, yeah. But it is cute that he recognizes it. It is, for sure. Later that morning, Cassian is demonstrating a neck hold with Nesta for the others. So it's like a sort of a thing you could do in the midst of a battle that would like take the other person down. It's the only time that the two of them have had physical contact. And he covertly runs his thumb down her hand as they demonstrate. I would explode. I think she would too, except that she is so distracted by the sword and all this found fire. Which go for her, go for her. They have that moment of connection in that way, and then they break apart because they can't be kissing in front of these priestesses. You can think about it. You can think about it. That afternoon, Gwen and Nesta are warming up in the library after their chilly morning practice, and they're studying the mind-stilling methods that Gwen discovered during her Valkyrie research. There's something sort of intimate and lovely about the two of them practicing meditating together. And I'm happy for Nesta in the scene. Yeah. They're tucked away in this little corner of the, the library on like a cozy couch as they're both beginning the process of calming the mind together. And it's just like such a bonding thing to do. Yeah. It's also a vulnerable thing to mm-hmm. practice meditating with another person. Like totally. I, I can't imagine meditating just even in the same room as being in an, with another person. Yeah. I don't want to bring up TM again, but when you're learning it, you do do it uh, with the group at the during those classes. And it it is really interesting and cool. Does it teach you how to, like, shut off the fact that other people are there? It does help you. Cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, in this in this instance, it is like you are you're not allowed to talk to each other. You're being sort of just like a human's most vulnerable position, which is just like upright eyes closed. Eyes closed. Yeah. Not aware of things. Um, it always put me out of it because I know you're supposed to sit up but I always like to lie down when doing meditation but it always would take me out of it of like sit up straighter as you're doing like when it tells me and I'm like I'm not sitting I'm lying down I don't sit straight back to like sometimes is asked of in like certain meditation practices but laying down is supposed to prevent or not laying down is supposed to prevent you from sleeping falling asleep yeah but I usually <laughs> go I sit on the floor against a wall and that makes me comfortable but also like not what about your sleeping. butt eh. Oh my God, your butt muscle. I got some cushion back there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Lil John? Yeah, it was Lil John. Wow. Nice. He, he showed up for my butt. <laughs> what if every time you talked about your butt, just Lil John just busted through the door? Went, yeah. I would be flattered. And also, know? it's like, you got to have other things to do, I Lil hope. John. I, I mean, he's probably still living off that paycheck from, from back then. So maybe he's just got, he's okay. looking for stuff to do. Yeah. And he wants to cheer on women's bodies. 
And good, I mean, might be, get creepy after a while, but you know, go for them. Go for them. As it is for human minds as well, when you still, when you try to still your mind, even if you like mindfulness meditation, it begins to sort of, it's a pro, it's called a practice for a reason. So it's never, people can never just shut down their minds. No, that's so, why you got to learn how to do it. You got to like put it, put, do the process. Yeah. It's like, it's like working out or anything. You have to like continue doing it all the time. And so, um, it, you know, your mind will start to drift to random things like your grocery list or something really dumb you said the, the night before that you're embarrassed about. But that's why it's called a practice. Yes. So Nesta lets her thoughts be experienced and then lets them go as they progress this this practice. That's kind of one of the things probably that was written down in the Valkyrie book, which is like, you must let them pass through you. Those kind of things instead yeah. of trying to those like intrusive thoughts and things like that. The hardest thing to to get past is like letting those things go, things that scare you, things that make you feel bad, things that are embarrassing is going like, okay, I see you. I receive you. It's not going to kill me. And I'm just going to. And you let it go. And then it drifts away again. Yeah. Instead of like it's going into like a a spiral. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, you know, this is not going to be like a perfect experience for them the first time, but she's definitely gaining some sort of insight as they do this first mindfulness thing. And and after time passes, she and Gwen, if nothing else, have experienced a quiet bonding friendship time. Nesta thinks. Assessing her emotions. However, how was she feeling? Right now, tired, yet content to be here with Gwen. Laughing. Which is technically also sort of like meditative. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But still, she's a bit afraid, like we usually are as people, uh, to go into the super dark feelings. Suddenly, as she's there and trying to still herself, Elaine pops in. She just popped in there. Oh, man. Should I just work a Ghostbusters quote into every episode? You could. I'll allow it. I just realized um, that Ghostbusters 2 is a New Year's Eve movie. And I never thought about it like that. That's true. And I was like, maybe I should be watching Ghostbusters 2 every New Year's Eve. Okay, fine. Right? I think that's a good, like, tradition to start doing. I, yes. I love the second one, no matter how much people shit on it. Rose-tinted glasses forever. I dare say because when I was a kid, I watched the second Mm, one so much more than the first one. So, like, the pink slime is definitely, like, more my space. Like, I remember I always used to think about that when I would see, like, the Con Ed people going under the street in New York growing up. (laughs) I know, like, it must have been especially, like, impactful because you were there. Oh, yeah. And then thinking about the Statue of Liberty coming to life. Was that scary to you? Horrifying. Oh, yeah. And like it, like just thinking about something that could bring these big things to life. Because like and when you're in New York, like, you know, you, when you're in Manhattan specifically, it's even hard to see the sky because the buildings are so big. Yeah. And just imagining something that big and just like, what would you do? You just run? Like it makes you think of like the Indiana Jones ball. The totally. balls, the ball thing. The ball thing. You know what I mean. The, the ball thing. Rock. I only know it because of MGM from the Indiana Jones. It's like, does that make you upset? I love Jackie Wilson. <laughs> Not just because we share a name. That's my name. That is your name. Yeah. Um. So, yes. So, 
Elaine popped in as the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. And oh my as well. God, get out of here, Elaine. <laughs> I, I am baby girl looking out window. I want to b- dig flowers out of your building. <laughs> um, so she has this, and then she, she sort of like goes into the spiral about, oh, Elaine, right. Elaine abandoned me. Elaine chose Feyre. Oh, and then Amran, Amran left me too. Nobody likes me anymore. So she, as all this stuff is happening. She goes, I acknowledge this thought about my sister and I am letting it go. Good for you, girl. Look at that. Growth. That's the trick, ain't it? Strange. So strange to find her body suddenly calmed, distant. Like she'd somehow indeed been able to step back, let it rest, and her mind. Is this feeling settled? Oh my god. Is this god. bitch feeling settled right now? All right, I'll start meditating. Nesta and Cassie are on a side quest at the start of chapter 40. A few days after Nesta's union with the sword, Cassian has brought Link. her to a <laughs> No. Cassian has brought her to a blacksmith on the outskirts of Valaris that Cassian knows very well. He thinks about how he prefers this one to the many in Windhaven because this one is less of a shitbag. Though Cassian knows he is kind, the blacksmith seems a little off-put to see his beautiful, intense female at his door. But Cassian assures the blacksmith all he's after is he'd like to have Nesta watch a little of how a sword gets forged, like a little field trip to Gettysburg. I mean, I loved those field trips to Gettysburg because I don't know, again, if you can tell, but I love to watch a blacksmith. Oh, no. Did you take pictures of that? <laughs> no, I just um, I'm like doing this like cutesy gift for Jeff for for Christmas of like writing all these like it's like this like I love you book thing. Oh, but like one of the things I realized I I do like to go down and watch him woodwork often and just like I'll just stare at him as he works with wood and I'm just like yeah saw the wood yeah hit the wood yeah you got to do it so I feel like if um if I were to go watch a blacksmith that I would fall in love with the blacksmith well that would make Cassian very upset very uncomfortable yeah Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. 
Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, yeah, basically, Bacassian's there to get so she can go see that and then she'll, like, go see the lady who makes the butter. Yeah, churn it, bitch. (laughs) Um, The blacksmith is not convinced uh, to let this happen. But then Cassian's courtier training starts kicking in. He's doing, he's doing a good job. He remembers that flattery gets you far. Oh, yeah, you want me to say it? Get more flies. Oh, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) That does seem like something Helion would say. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. He's just putting his hands on your breasts. Jesus. (laughs) Too much. Consensually. Consensually. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm into it. (laughs) Well, Helion. As Helion, I'm into it. But hopefully they're into it as well. Yes. Um... (laughs) And so he says to the blacksmith that he wants her to learn his fine art of sword crafting so that she can appreciate so that, the, you know, this blacksmith can offer this great experience for her. Mm. And then Nesta's polite. Oh, my God. Wow. She displays deference and basically says that she would be honored if the blacksmith could take time away for her. She's beaten. And it works. All she needed was to meditate. Now she's nice. I and guess. get the cobwebs taken out. You know what I mean? That, that, and I think also she really likes the swords. She wants to see how the swords oh. get <laughs> But I imagine also getting a little bit of the, the old, I just almost said in, out, in, out. Yeah. Like, orange, and that's ridiculous. Um, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Fucking, they fuck. They yeah, fucked they each in other. in and out, in and out. Um, and we ain't talking fast food. Yeah. No, because it was slow food. It was seven pages of it. Seven pages, yes. She's very good at writing sex scenes, by the way, because I can imagine it too, just being like, and then he went in, and then he pulled out and again. And then he thought about putting it back in, and he did a little bit. a little bit. I'm telling you, I've tried to write my own smut before, and I'm just like, what is happening? I like You have to be a very skilled writer to properly write sex scenes. It's not something, like, I'm not, a gifted enough writer to do it. It's just, you have to become very vulnerable in those moments. Yeah. I often wonder if people who write really good erotica, do they research how, like, the other, like, gender feels about things? Like, do they have, like, do they go on, do they go to, like, sex experts and stuff? Because... I wonder. I, I, to- I may, Maybe certain authors do, I think, just so that they know, like... But I I often do think that they're not doing that and they're just maybe using their own experience or maybe their own fantasies. But I do find it very uncomfortable whenever I'm doing like if I'm doing like the smut audiobook and it's like she moans and you have to do like a but I tried I'm like, I don't want to do a real moan. Yeah. Like I'm just like, I well, I don't want to like do my mo like so I'm just like, ah. Oh, I mean, ah. the, the graphic audio versions of these books are intense to listen to because yeah. they do a great job. But all I can think of is them in the recording studio 
two people who are definitely not having sex with each other. I'm like, do they do? Do they record at each other's faces during those times, or like, is it just completely separate? So because they the are, audio book, is it two? Is it? Do they have every character is played by a different a diff- person? Yes, oh, the whole cast. cool. Yeah. So it's not just one. Okay, you can get them on Audible. Hell yeah. It's um. I don't always love every take. I like. I just hear them differently than maybe some people portray them, but they're amazing like audio performers yeah of course and it, they do all the stuff and they have to make all the sounds yeah dude yeah hell yeah um you gotta let go you just yeah. gotta be vulnerable yeah it's like i'm making jokes but i actually do do the moans when i'm because you have to you gotta put your <laughs> whole body into it but that's why i'm like thank god i do these like these specific audiobooks by myself and not watching because like when i do professional audiobooks you've got like yeah. multiple people's watching you and like listening to you while you do it so that is uncomfortable. I assume, I, I can only imagine that if you're getting auditions for these kind of books, it is a very big blanket forewarning that you have to be comfortable with it. Like Doing it. Very graphic sex scenes. Yeah. Like, you don't want that sprung upon you once you get cast in a role. Yeah. Um, I imagine they have to ta- have a lot of discussions nowadays. I'm sure they include it in the audition, honestly. Yeah. You'd probably so be like... Your- you got to do a fucking scene. You got to do these, especially with scenes that like, you know, it's like if it's a prevalent part of the book, mm. I, I'm sure that it's usually a part. I, I mean, I've been trying. I'm trying to get into the world. I want to get into that smut audiobook world. I'm trying to make my dreams happen. Imagine getting cast in the Akatar show and then being like, I'm not actually comfortable with sex scenes. Oh, my God. Like, um, bye, bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. This is not for you. Not for you. Uh. Oh, God. Someone sent in an email talking about, I need to bring up the picture of him, Roman Reigns, and he is a WWE performer. Oh, and Cassian. He, that's exactly the person wrote in saying, I think that, like, in my head, Cassian looks like Roman Reigns, the wrestler. And I looked him up and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I could see that. Look at this picture. Oh, totally. Whoa, whoa. He, he totally looks like Cassian. Whoa, hottie, hottie with a body. And with the, oh, the tattoos. Oh, wow. Look at his smile. Oh, But whoa. is he a kind man? Is he a kind man? I don't think I care to know. I don't want to know. If he's going to be Cassian, he has to not be a douche. But look at him with his tongue out. Look at how cute he is. I'm just saying, look up Roman Reigns. He and looks like Cassian. He yeah, really does. Let us know if you also think he looks like a Cassian. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I just don't stay. I don't just stare at hot pictures, of dudes, all day. I got things to do. It's part of your job. It's um, part. Of, this is my job. So, I have to look at the pictures of Roman Reigns. Soon after, they're watching the skilled practitioner at his work, and suddenly Nesta steps forward and asks if she can try it. So she doesn't want to just look; she wants to touch. <laughs> The blacksmith seems to analyze her for a moment and decides he likes the cut of her jib enough. To let her get to go. Cassian notices that Nesta seems to be somehow in rhythm with the space around her here. That she's so in tune with this craft that she was breathing with the fire there. The blacksmith brings out some basic swords that she can beat upon for a minute. Yeah. And the first few swings are sort of awkward. But Cassian sees the determined look on her face and the two males let her continue. Man, I bet he's so horned up watching her slam against these swords. Soon she's in a rhythm and it seems to please the blacksmith so much that he brings out a dagger for her to try working on. Cassian thinks to himself how much he has neglected to respect the craftsmanship of his own weapons. Uh, the way teaching can always give you a new appreciation of something you've grown accustomed to. I think that's true in almost everything. Oh, for show. 
Cassian was only half listening when the blacksmith brought out a great sword. But he snapped to attention as Nesta fell upon it in one smooth movement, the hammer striking clear and true. Strike after strike, and Cassian could have sworn the world paused as she unleashed herself with the same intensity she brought to training. Cass is stunned to see that the blacksmith is smiling at Nesta, as he's never seen him smile in 500 years of doing business with him. Uh. But as Cassian watches, her movements look so supernatural that he wonders what will come from this experience. Foreshadowing! Foreshadowing! The next day at training, the priestesses are all still showing up, even though the rain has barely let up for a week. Just as they are putting away their swords for the day, Cassian watches Nesta, instead of beginning to wind down... She's wrapping her knuckles in linen and rolling her neck very Rocky Balboa style. Boob, 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 boob. What was that? That's, what does that mean? The sound of her getting all pumped up. She's going boob, boob. Why? She doesn't even mean to say boob. I don't know why she's doing it, but that's she's pumping herself up. It's Rocky Balboa style. What? <laughs> <laughs> I just imagined her looking in the mirror and doing that to herself. Screaming boo 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 boo. Are you saying boo or boob? Well, I'm saying boo, but I'm also saying boob. You know, it's like a little in between, you know. And she's thinking about sex, but she's also like scaring herself and it's also like uh, she's just thinking it's a about her own breast. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I was looking through my wedding pictures. My hands are on my breasts so often as just like a resting place. My hands are on my breasts. So why at your wedding? I don't like so many of my wedding photos. My hands are on my are just laying upon my breast. And I'm I mean, like, you look Jackie. Great. I would send this picture to my mother if my hands weren't on my breasts. Did you ask if you could grab your breasts? Did you get consent from your breasts? No, I mean, my breasts, they, they're smiling. Okay, they love good, it. They great. love the attention. They like it because, like, I, I use them like little bongos. Oh my God. <laughs> don't you slap your breasts? I mean, yeah, I think everyone who has boobs has before. Right? Yeah. I mean, in the same way that I imagined if I had a penis, I'd slap it around between my thighs. I'm assuming everyone with a penis has also done that. Right? I'm going to guess. If you haven't, like, try it out. Yeah, do it right now. It's your body. Yeah, why not? Have fun. Um, I mean, try to make sure no one else is in the room. And if they are in the room, make sure they consent. But other than that. And then charge them. Yeah. Yeah. Charge them for the show. Um, <laughs> she is so she's she is still after they practice sword. She is still in the same level of intensity and focus since the blacksmith shop. So Cassian thinks about how he still hasn't sought her out, even though his body was screaming to do so. He decided he'd wait for her advances. But Nesta is giving him a questioning look, and he realizes she's asking permission to use their fey punching bag. He nodded. You want to use the last 15 minutes to spar? Go ahead. That was all she needed, and he was too pleased to say more as Nesta took up her fighting stance and began punching. And yeah, punching feels great. You gotta punch it out sometimes. Sometimes you should. We cut to a Nesta POV at the same moment as she begins punching, and she, feel, she agrees it feels great. Every punch carried her fear, her rage, her hate out of her body and into that wood. That's <laughs> <laughs> just, it's hard after the sword scene. Now I'm just like, what? I don't know. I'm not into the punching the penis. No. Sort of Some stuff. people are, though. You it's know fine, what? whatever. God bless. God bless. As she 
throws, she thinks about how she and Cassian haven't had sex since that first night and how she's been too distracted to worry about it too much. She reflects on how now that Azrael is back, that it's also slightly more difficult to be alone with Cass and notices that some of the priestess's eyes seem to be lingering upon Az as their mm. breath catches when he walks by. Some small, awful part of her was glad they didn't sigh over Cassian. She punched that thought out of herself, too. That pathetic, selfish thought. I yeah, mean, but also a little harsh on herself. Yeah, it really is. It's like, girl, it's all good. Like, you banged him once, and so you're just like, nah, I'm into this dude. I'd like it if everybody else stepped off. But if you're putting out those vibes, yeah. usually people, if they know you, will step off. Unless they're psychos, and they're yeah. like, I must then don't because. be friends with that person yeah. anymore. But, yeah. I mean, oh, God, how many people talk about that in your 20s of, like, how, like those toxic people in your life that just because you had your eyes on someone, then they would try to make a move. And it's like, step off. You got, like, you, you vulture swooping in, taking my scraps. One of many reasons being in your 20s is highly overrated. It is exaggerated about how fun it is to be in your 20s. There's a lot of shit that happens. It sucks. I mean, it is. I had fun. I had fun in a, in certain ways. Yes. And then um, you think back and you think of all the sad memories that rise up yeah. instead. And you're just like, why is that what my head focuses on rather than the good times? Well, most of my good times were barely conscious because I was so hammered. Yeah. So, you know. yeah. Um, yeah, that's the majority of my good memories from my 20s. I don't think that's good. No, there's so much I don't remember because I blacked out um, I, at least five nights out of the week. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> I'm, We're fine. Fine. I'm fine now. I'm better now. I've worked on myself. Yeah, but I think she's being a little harsh on herself there. Mm. Would you just be, you think it's cool if, if a bunch of priests want to have sex with Cassian? You think that's fine? Yeah. No, you don't. It's no, okay. You'd be upset. That's okay. But she also is still in that phase of like, we're not together. Not mine we're not anything. together together. Like, it's just sex and who, who cares? Right. She's trying to still convince herself, I think. Yeah. But yeah, obviously they're involved. Um. Then we're with Cassian at the same moment as he's thirstily watching Nesta be hot when suddenly Lucian appears at his side. Oh. By the cauldron, Lucian says. He seems shocked that Nesta has actually been up here training. And I'm sure she looks quite different because even in, in these chapters, Nesta notes how different her leathers fit her now and stuff because she's built all Bulking this muscle up. up. Yeah. So just like this. He knows her as this very angry, mean person who's now f covered in muscle. And he's yeah. like, oh, fuck. Damn. I wonder, too, like, I know we last episode we were talking about, like, I, I hope that she, like, Moss gets into, like, Moore's story in the next book. And I wonder if they're also going to get into, like, where Lucian, like, we know what yeah. he's doing, but I wonder if they're going to get more into that story as well. We'll see. Because, like, I kind of miss him. Oh, yeah. No, he's great. And uh, I assume because we haven't tied up the loose ends of who he's going to be inserting himself into so all right um because <laughs> lucian i mean you know how i feel about him yeah he's babe bobo bobo lucian seems shocked that nesta has actually been training up here did you think she was filing her nails Cassian asks a bit defensively. Which, you know, it's kind of cute, that little snarl. He's being defensive yeah. of her. Yet when Lucian watches her absolutely destroy that punching beam, he looks sort of alarmed and wonders aloud if perhaps something shouldn't be awoken. Cassian tells him to mind his own business. Damn. 
And then Cassian asks why he's there. And Lucian informs him he was summoned by a recent Feyre for a meeting. And then basically asserts he just wanted to kind of um, spy on Nesta. He was yeah. just like, I want to I'm curious. I want to know. I want to know if she's doing well. Well, I, I imagine it seemed not that it's like shrouded in secrecy, but especially since the priestesses have become involved, they're not like talking about it a lot because they're trying to keep it a safe, secure space for these women to feel vulnerable and to work on themselves. Yeah, totally. So I imagine it's also that like he's not just like being like, this is doing great, everybody. It's more right. just keeping it close to the chest. Totally, especially because the sisters aren't particularly welcome up there right yeah. now. So, like, yeah, he he basically says that. He thinks that Feyre would want an assessment of her since she can't be her busybody self because mm-hmm. she loves being nosy. You oh, know Feyre yeah. loves it. Oh, yeah. Um, all through the, the two men bickering, Nesta is swinging away in the background. Bah, 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 bah. And Lucian tells him, Lucian tells Cassian he's not his enemy. And then Cassian kind of is being a real smart aleck back about it. But then Nesta stops, slamming a hard right hook into the wood. Quote, so hard it splintered. Yikes. She stands there, panting, her head down, and then turns towards the males. Cassian sees a flash of silver in her eyes and then it's gone. Sick. Both the guys are a little bit taken aback and not sure what to do. Uh... Nesta stalked toward the two males. She met Lucian's stare as she approached the archway and said nothing before continuing into the house, as if words were beyond her. Only when her footsteps vanished did Lucian say, Mother spare you all. <laughs> Badass. Yeah, That's a dude. bad bitch right there. Yeah, dude. Also, when I was explaining to all the uh, the plots of the books to Jeff when we were sitting together, um, because I showed him the picture of Nesta, of you as Nesta holding up the Kelpie's <laughs> head as I'm like licking uh, the neck. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, man. And he's like, Natalie looks like such a fucking badass. Yeah. I was like, yeah, she fucking does. I was like, because Nesta's a fucking That's right, badass, Nesta's dude. fucking bad. Yeah, dude. Bad bitch. Cassian walks to the punching beam and sees that her last punch burned through the outer blankets that were around. Like, basically, it's used instead of because they don't have factories there. Yeah. It's a wood beam with blankets wrapped around it. Cute. And he sees that her last right hook left this hole through the blankets all the way down to the wood itself. And then he realizes the wood underneath is glowing as if on fire from the inside. Awesome! He reaches his hand to touch, and when he makes contact, the entire block feels ice cold. A second after his finger touches the wood, the entire block collapses and only ashes remain. It's like good for her, but also like now we got to get another wood beam. We got is that your only blankets? <laughs> That'd be your biggest concern. What I happened? would. I'd be like, come on, God, bitch. We need this wood beam. Other people got a punch too. I'd be kind of worried that her body could just turn people into ash immediately. I'd worry when, about when my neck. Mad. Yeah, I'd be. I can't piss that woman off. No, no, no. Always keep her happy, Cassian, because she gonna do that to y'all. Uh oh. Mother spare us. Mother, Mother spare, spare us all. you all. All right. I We're going to get in a big, thick chunk next week. We're going all the way to part three. You talk about me? <laughs> I'm already here. Oh, girl. Yeah, baby. You're so silly. Yeah, baby. You're being crazy. Please read up until chapter 46. And now, dudes grappling with erotica for educational purposes only. 
featuring John Gabris and Craig Rowan. Shame rushed through her, shame and anger and a wild sort of desperation. She couldn't abide the pain in his eyes, teetering on the brink of despair. Couldn't stand the absence of the grinning and winking and swaggering she knew so well. She'd do anything to get rid of that look in his eyes, even for a few moments. So Nesta braced her hands on the arm of his chair as she brushed a kiss to his neck. Cassian's breath caught, but she pressed another kiss to the soft, warm skin of his neck just beneath his ear. Another, lower now, closer to the collar of his dark shirt. He trembled, and she kissed the hard knot in the center of his throat, licked it. Cassian shifted in his chair, groaning softly. His hand rose to clasp her hip as if he'd push her away, but she removed him. Let me, she said against his neck, please. He swallowed and that hard knot moved against her mouth. But he didn't stop her. And so Nesta kissed him again, moving to the other side of his neck, reaching that spot just beneath his ear as she laid a hand on his chest and felt his heartbeat hammering into her palm. She didn't kiss his mouth. She didn't want that distraction. Not as she slid between him and the table and dropped to her knees. His eyes went wide. Nesta. She reached for the top of his pants, the bulge already pressing through. Please, she said again and met his stare. From where she knelt between Cassian's legs, he towered over her. But the edge in his eyes softened almost imperceptibly before he nodded. He reached to help her with the buttons and stays, but she lightly laid a hand atop his. Her fingers were steady, sure, as she unfastened his pants, her head wholly clear. The muscles in his thighs shifted against her as she pulled him free and nearly gasped. His cock was enormous, beautiful and hard, and absolutely enormous. Her mouth dried out. Every plan she'd had requiring sudden reassessment. There's no way he'd fit entirely in her mouth. Perhaps no way he'd even fit in her body. But she sure as hell wanted to try. Her fingers shook a little as she stroked them down the thick, long shaft. The skin was so soft, softer than silk or velvet. And he was hard as steel beneath. He shuddered. And she lifted her eyes to find his gaze fixed on her hand. Whew. <laughs> Not um, only was it enormous, but it was also enormous. Enormous. <laughs> hey, babies. For more fairy talk and hot touch, join us every week here on LPN Deep Dive's Akatar, available wherever you get your podcasts. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.